Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we talk about films. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm another host, Liam. And uh, for the second episode in a row, we have a guest. But unlike the last time, uh, we've actually not allowed him to have a dealer's choice, which is probably our fault. So bad, bad job by us. But uh, we've we've got Jamie from the Talking Dad UK podcast. Hello. Are you just going to not say anything then? Sit here in right. silence. Yes, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Despite the fact he's got his own podcast, he has no idea how they work. Just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we've known Jamie for, what, nearly 20 Long years enough. now? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, you're old, Liam. Yeah, it keeps hitting me. <laughs> Every, every new grey, I've got a grey in my moustache. I'm like, oh, shit myself this morning when I saw that. So, yeah, um, age sucks. But, yeah, we've known Jamie for a while. Um, around the same time as we launched that stuff about nothing, Jamie decided that he'd also wanted to do a podcast for a while. And being a, being a father, it's like, I just need to vent, I think. It, so, yeah. <laughs> how has that been going? It's been going good, yeah. It's started, started off really well because nobody had anything to do did they so everybody was happy to come on and have a chat and, and sit at night time and have a re- recording session um but now everything's opening up we're a few scheduling problems and stuff like that but yeah it's great. from the pub <laughs> uh, i mean we could try one at some point um the publishing app that i use is just advertised that they do a uh, live stream version so Oh, maybe that could work at some point. We'll try and figure that one out. I mean, I'm always for stealing Just ideas. Just at the start of the pub than, than halfway through. Because yeah. not figuring that out otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always for stealing ideas from other podcasts. And uh, Peter Crouch did his first special from the Indian, didn't he? So uh, that's, we, could, we could do that. Definitely. Yeah. I, we'll go Chinese. All right. So, you know. We'll see. Bye. Oh, speaking of Chinese, we have one on Monday night. I've got some left over. Can I have it for dinner tomorrow? Yes. That's what um, I thought. For the people listening at home, we're recording on a Wednesday. Yes. Um, so it's a beef sat- uh, pork satay. Oh, it's carton. Yeah, that's my thing. This is the bacteria that grows every day. No, there's no rice in it. It's just a, it's just a curry. Just needs nuking. Doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You zap it in the microwave, it'll kill anything. Yeah. Lit. We're good. <laughs> you know you know when you buy like ready meals and it's got cook it for four minutes stir it cook it for another three minutes or whatever it says you probably need to do that twice 20 minutes yeah My yeah it just explodes yeah there's no sauce left or nothing it's just shriveled up but you can eat it blows a little bit yeah. um okay I don't remember what we were talking about. Sorry, but that was just playing on my mind. I thought I need some expert advice, and you two are pretty good when it comes to takeaways. What are you trying to say? Exactly what I said. You're just well, well versed. Sounds like an insult, but you're just being nice about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so back- <laughs> Go on. The other thing as well is um, sort of a little bit more on the theme of our regular podcast is Jamie is actually by being the best guest we've had on any podcast supplied us with. Beer. Supplied us. Yeah. yeah that's, that's not like sure the point, yeah. mind you. Next time I have a pint with him, he might be like, 
you owe me a pint. You, you owe me a pint, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you might owe me a few pints. <laughs> because this was ordered online and delivered. Okay. <laughs> Which, that I thought I thought we could combine the two a little bit. And uh, seeing as I'm the guest, I'd bring the beer because we had a bit of a issue last week, didn't we, where we'd planned something in and I had some, I had one of them funny weeks where uh, my son wouldn't go to bed on time, so we couldn't fit it in. So I, I came with beer this time because I thought that I'd make it up. That did, you more than makes it up with me. It's an interesting beer as well, so I thought you might appreciate that. It is, because not only is Jamie an alcoholic like us, he's also partial to the... Um... The Dutchie. <laughs> Dutchie pump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Jamie, this is your beer, so do you want to walk us through it? Let me introduce it. Yeah. I do listen to your podcast, so I know how it kind of goes, and I know Dan hates this bit, but this is a vegan beer, so it's a shame he's not here because he could have had one. Oh, would this, Dan, would this have got Dan sacked? <laughs> if the test is a test. I'm not sure about that. CBD's, it's all legal, it's fine. So it's uh, it's Canabrew, it's a Sesh IPA, it says, 4.5% and with 12 milligrams of CBD. A mellow citrus fresh IPA made with cannabis oil extract. This is the thing. I don't, because CBD, the, the, that's not the bit that gets you stoned, is it? No. No. It's the THC. Yeah, it's THC free. So because that's that's what makes it legal. Right. But so what's the point? <laughs> the CBD <laughs> part, the CBD part has other health benefits like oh. helping you feel relaxed, helping to reduce inflammation, that kind of thing. People use it for lots of different things. So what you're saying is this is actually a healthy beer. Yeah. Defi- so definitely. Just yeah. Drink this. Definitely. And I mean if that wasn't good enough already, every case that they sell, they plant two trees. So, oh, well, what kind of trees? For everyone they don't, they chop down to. Well, what kind of trees? I don't trees, know. Trees that require <laughs> ultraviolet light. <laughs> well, it, what, I got, I got a little sticker. A tree. I got a little sticker in the box that said um, planted two trees in Madagascar. So it could be any kind of tree, really. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go visit Madagascar, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's try it out. What's this? It's got a mad QR code on the side. I wonder what that's all about. I think that just takes you to their website. It tells you a little bit more about them. Oh, yeah. Um, I think they are based up in Lancashire. And it says they use the finest hops from the US and UK. And uh, I think it's US CBD oil they use from Colorado. It's tasty, that is. I like that. It's, it's um, got, it has got like a taste to it. I don't know if I'm just imagining it now because I like it's all over the can and I'm sort of imagining that I can taste it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's the opposite of subtle? Because that's what this can is. Uh, super liminal. Okay, it's a super liminal can. There's well, I mean, it could be like oregano for all I know, but it probably looks like a bit more like weed all over the can. I think they're hops. They do See, not this like is hops. the thing. I'm not, I'm not a chef. I think they're hops, and uh, I, did, I did. I did read a little bit on their website, and um, I don't know if I knew this or not. I, I suppose I could. I would have guessed it, but um, 27 million years ago, or whatever, the hop and the cannabis plants were the same plant. Oh, yeah. But so they they say that they're bringing the ancient families back together. 
You're starting to sound like you're a sales rep for him a little bit. Hey, yeah. Jamie's I've got a new that. job. I've done this so well. I think they should send us some free beers. Send you a case at least. Yeah. Or or at least offer us some sort of discount so we can order it again and try it again. Yeah. Yeah. Do they do any other ones? They do a lager, but I haven't tried that. Um, I just thought I'd go for the IPA because that was more kind of up my street and I wasn't sure how the lager would go. But this one's quite nice, so it might be worth trying in the future. I I think that's nice. It's really like um, supperable. Yeah. I wonder what you're going for. Like when Liam gets the munchies halfway through this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a habit. I don't know if we had it out or not of just halfway through going and get some food and it's usually some sort of loud food. Yeah. I've got some what's-its in. We, so, we don't we don't edit yeah. it out because it's usually me going. Why are you eating on a podcast? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to give that a three point seven five. I think that's nice. What do you score it out of five? Out of <laughs> hundred. <laughs> um, cool. So we haven't actually mentioned what our film is. So was there a reason we chose this film other than the fact it was just out? It came out. No, I don't think so. I, I think I was texting Aaron at one point and asked if he was going to review it before yeah. it was ever sort of suggested that I be part of it. Just because I wanted to hear you review it, really. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Sounds film is... Right. Well, as, as you wanted to know, what is the film we're doing, Jamie? Zack Snyder's new one on Netflix, Army of the Dead. Ooh. Now, to be fair, I was kind of excited for this. I saw the... Um... The trailer came out a couple of months ago and thought, this looks dumb as fuck, and I'm well up for it. <laughs> I think it was just after, or maybe just before Justice League come out. Maybe just after. It'd have to be just before, because if you'd seen Justice League and you were still excited by something by Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the thing is, like, it just looked completely different to Justice League. but colourful and a bit wacky and, you know, just something a bit like... Because he, he made, his, made his mark with these zombie films, didn't he? Well, that's his first film, wasn't it? His first directorial film was the Dawn of the Dead remake. Hmm, Which wasn't great. I don't think it was bad. I think if you're going to call it, if you're going to call your film the same name as one of the best zombie films, one of the best horror films ever, it it needs to be better than just not bad, I think is the the point. So what are you saying? It's like every other film that we reviewed, you'd given it a three. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to spoil the end of this one yet either. But uh... <laughs> um, so I was, I was excited for this film to come out, and I was hoping that we were going to do some sort of review for it. And Aaron, have you got any info on it? You're usually pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good this. Well, yeah. There's a quite a long backstory to it. It originally came about as something that he'd written in 2007. Um, it's gone through all sorts of iterations with it. Um, obviously, originally it would have it would have been with Warner Brothers, and this was kind of obviously at the time he was like three or four years removed from Dawn of the Dead as well. So I think he was kind of a little bit in on it, but not fully. Um, it, it got passed around multiple different studios, multiple different places, and till basically the next time it really resurfaces is when Netflix uh, buy it off Warner in 2019 and then that was then kind of as it came through as we see it today from there pretty much it kind of a little bit more smooth sailing so that's kind of how it's come through to to be what it is now and it's so in short it's 
Um, zombie heist film. Yeah, and it's not it's not a sequel. It's not related to to as as Dawn of the yeah Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, no, Is it's it? not it's not a sequel. Bizarrely, there was actually a sequel to that Dawn of the Dead uh, called Day of the Dead, which again was the sequel to the original Dawn of the Dead. Um, has literally almost as little in common with Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead as this film does, which is pretty much nothing. It's just got zombies in it. And that was absolutely awful by all accounts. <laughs> okay, cool. So we've set the scene. I mean, you've kind of done the synopsis. It is a zombie heist film. Yeah. So this guy, Dave Batista, gets hired by some business, ex-casino owner. Oh, no. Well, I was going to say, we should go, if you're going to go right at the beginning... It kind of it, it sets up by doing the thing that not a lot of zombie films do nowadays, at least, is actually show you where this comes from, almost ish. Almost. That was what I had in my notes as well. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because effectively, I mean, should we just do we just jump straight in with spoilers? Because we'll just run through the plot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So basically, there's a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, and. Dave Batista and his mates get hired to go rob a vault. By the then, by the owner of the casino, isn't it? Yes, by the owner of the casino. And it's like, there's $50 million. Oh, however much? $200 million? Whatever it is. Some, some insane amount 50, of money, yeah. $200 million, and you can have $50 million of it to divvy out however you want. Just give me the money. It's already yeah. there. It's already insured. No one's looking for it. You're, you're gravy. Hijinks and shoe. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's a gem, that's a general synopsis. I think, yeah. So from there, we'll go into we'll go into spoilers because we'll run through it and run through our notes. Mm-hmm. So initially, because it is kind of a bit of a spoiler, like say so you get the you get the what starts the outbreak is the fact that the US military of some kind are transporting this mysterious package, and I'm sure it mentions Area 51. It does. It does. Yeah, I went back on a second watch just to get that bit because I missed it at first. Yeah, that's fair. So, can I just say, like, before we go too much into detail, I feel like I can't remember most of this film. Like, um, I, I remember the beginning quite well and the end quite well, and the middle's mm-hmm. a bit of a blur. It's also yeah. quite a, quite a long film, isn't it? So there is. Yeah, two and a half hours was a bit self gratuitous for this film. Yeah, for a didn't film. need to be that long. Yeah, I mean, I know it, it's better than doing a four-hour superhero film. Definitely. Yeah, but. <laughs> So um, you know we're improving, Zach. But I was I was doing I kind of was doing work. I was doing bits while I was while I was watching it. I'm trying my notes at the same time, but I was like, it just kind of disappeared. And I went to go watch it again. I was like, I just don't have the heart to watch this again for two and a half hours. Yeah, I was going to say when Jamie just said he he went back and watched some bits again. I was like, ah, that's fair play. Yeah, well done. No, well I watched done. I watched I watched the opening five or ten minutes <laughs> okay. just because the baby was <laughs> screaming at that point, and we. We made because I made notes about where, how does it start. It doesn't tell you where it begins, but then when I rewatched it, it does mention Area Fifty One in that package that they're transporting. But then that's it. It doesn't tell you anymore. So that was the part I thought I missed. So I tried to watch it. I just watched five minutes of that beginning. Yeah, that's uh, well. I mean, the other thing is as well that this it, it kind of mentions Area Fifty One, but it's all a little. You know, it's, it never it's says, oh, miss it. oh, it's aliens, oh, it's this, yeah. oh, it's that. But that could be down to the fact that they're basically spinning it off into all Six. sorts. There's there's a prequel film coming out 
That's which it. is uh, directed by the guy who plays the, the German safe hacker. And there's also an animated series which is coming out. I think that's also like a prequel, also on Netflix at some point. So they're, they're milking this for all it's worth. <laughs> so they're going to they're gonna leave us with some questions, I think, anyway. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this. So basically, what in this container is it's Superman, but as a zombie. Yeah. Basically. Oh, don't forget the crash, though. So they crash into a teen couple. Uh, and what a way to go, by the way, because the reason he crashes is because he's getting sucked off while he's driving down. I knew that'd be your favorite bit of film. Straight road. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> well, it, it makes a huge explosion. So my first note is how did the crash do that much damage? Also, what a way to go, brackets, getting sucked off. It made an impression on me. Like, I like the fact that you were, you're like, oh, I might forget some part of this. I'll have to put every bit down in my notes, especially <laughs> getting sucked off. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours, Aaron, a lot can happen within that time. So my, my note starts off with opening scene. Of course, they crash into the convoy. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one straight long road. <laughs> How bad do you have to be? Like, <laughs> like fair enough, like, the guy, in the, the kid in the car is, like, he's distracted, so I kind of feel his pain. But the other men have got a responsibility there. They should, I can't remember, was it? No, it wasn't daylight, was it? So you should see lights. There's lights coming forward. In America, they only have straight roads. Yeah, so, there's only that, that other car on the road, isn't there? And yeah. <laughs> coming in the opposite direction, but, yeah. Maybe it's like one of those things where, you know, if you're walking down the street and someone's going opposite you and you just step to the right and then they go the same direction, you're like, oh. Maybe it's just like that, and they, they couldn't quite get past it. I assumed it was the trope in, in films and everything that um, the, the bigger, larger vehicle uh, can flash the lights and honk the horn, but they can't possibly move off the track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always the same way. So, yeah, they, they crash together. Zack Snyder's Superman gets out of the back of it, and he's a zombie this time. Oh, he, he bursts out of it, doesn't he? And he does the... Uh, my favourite bit, of I think, was this bit, was the uh, he does the, the Mac... From it's always sunny zigzags to avoid yeah. being shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that. I was like, it's a gun. <laughs> he goes fast because he's not moving that fast. He's no. just a bit faster than me. That's all it is, really. He did just that was that was my uh, my second now. I think he's a he does the max zigzag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, obviously the U.S. Army uh, worse marksman than Charlie as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was um cool opening scene though, like takes him out pretty pretty cool. I, I can't really remember. Was it a cool open scene? It was it was okay. I quite liked it. But then it, 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 it wasn't bad. It kind of like pants like Las Vegas then because that's what they're near. And then you get the, the opening credits and the opening credits. If you've seen any of the trailer, it's basically just all from the opening credits. Yeah. I had some notes that actually came from the wife that uh, from that, right. that's that sort of opening scene where it pans through and you see like all the zombie it's, it's, all, it's all kicked off by now when everything's happening in Vegas and uh, my wife turned around to me and went why does it always have to have tits in it because there are just <laughs> zombie women with tits right up in the camera how, how can we sell this film to teenage boys <laughs> zombies, zombies aren't enough anymore we've seen zombies Tits. With tits. <laughs> At some point in the film, I don't know if it was this bit in particular, 
But uh, Zack Snyder decided to cut however he didn't film where he decided to cut out full frontal male zombie nudity. Oh, thank God. So you would have seen zombie cock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing zombie cock. Is it like half off? I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Dang- super The tits were very much just tits. Yeah. So yeah. If you go by that, it's probably just going to be a cock. Tits <laughs> with a bit <laughs> a of bit grimy gray. makeup on there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit pale. Imagine having to be the makeup artist doing a zombie cock. It's like, uh, uh, dabbing it. Uh. <laughs> well, that's the thing as well. So this, uh, then the opening sort of, it's an opening montage. Let me know if you've heard this before from a Zack Snyder film as well. Uh, <laughs> it's an opening montage that basically sets up the scene for sort of everything that happens between that first scene and the next scene, wherever it's going to be. Mm. It's all done in sort of quick flashes or short, short snips between various different locations. And there's a track on it that you know the song, but this time it's done by a band that you don't know. Usually Richard Cheese. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sounds a bit familiar. I have heard that one before. I did have a note to say that I really like the soundtrack from the actual, for the whole film though, because it was all songs that I you recognise that have been changed. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where did you change? What what song was it? Uh, it was when they used uh, Zombie by the Cranberries. Yeah, it's a bit on the yeah. nose. And I was too like, much. well, this is A, too obvious, and B, not at all what this song was about. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. They should have used so, Zombie Nation by Kerkraft 3000. Much better. They should have used that. <laughs> so it wasn't the Britney Spears one then? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, was, that was one of the things I picked up on. Like I say, it's not a bad soundtrack up until that point. Yeah. Which is but quite it's, close it's to the end. To be fair. All the songs you know by none of the artists. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he does it a lot, but it does sell the characters quite well. Like, tells you kind of what you need to know about them. I didn't, quite get the, I didn't quite get the holding up a photo bit. I was like, mm, don't care about that. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to see that. more. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I think that was just to signify this is somebody you need to pay attention to. Yeah, but I got that from the fact that they were like... <laughs> from killing zombies. <laughs> killing zombies, <laughs> and then would or wouldn't be in the next scene. <laughs> like... I felt like for, for a two-and-a-half-hour film, they kind of rushed through that starting bit. I know you pretty much know everything about the character you need to know for the rest of the film, but it, it just felt a bit rushed, I thought, a bit quick. Um, but then that's part of the opening montage, and it's so that they can start the rest of the film. But yeah, yeah. That, that, you'll see all that in the prequel. I was going to say, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe you'll prefer yeah. the prequels. Yeah. Makes makes sense that there's going to be a prequel though. Now, yeah. The other thing I noticed was because when I was first watching it, I didn't realise that it wasn't necessarily going to be at least in the same world as is Dawn of the Dead. No. Um, so when I first noticed that. Because the zombies you see initially are slow walking zombies, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's that's different." Because the ones in the Dawn of the Dead is like one of the first few films where it had running zombies, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's so." That was my first note, I guess, that he's kind of gone for something different. Albeit that doesn't last very long, but no, no, because basically the premise behind this is you had the Superman zombie at the start, and if. He gets you, you become like a super zombie. But then if any of his, if any other zombie gets you, you're a normal zombie. If that makes sense. I think so. Does he be, yeah. have to be the one to turn him into a super zombie? 
Yes. I think so. But if like another super zombie got somebody, then they'd just be a regular zombie. Yeah. So if any, if I, if I got, if I'm the super zombie and I got you, yeah, and you got Jamie, yeah, you'd just be normal. You would just be a normal zombie. But if I got Jamie, he'd be a super zombie. Got it. Like you. Makes sense. Yes. I did make a note of the uh, sun dried zombies by the gates when they first sort of walk through, and then they can come back to life because it, when it rains. I quite like that actually, though. Well, this is the thing. It's fucking. I, I've this that bit really annoyed me because it's uh, it's check <laughs> it's Chekhov's dry zombies, isn't it? Because you set off <laughs> these zombies. Oh, don't touch them because if it rains, they'll come back to life and there'll be millions yeah. of them. Never, <laughs> never rains. I don't know why I expected in Vegas, but come on, it's a desert. It all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you think like if they're inside of something, sprinklers or some shit like that, but never happens. They never fucking. That's never mentioned again after that one bit. I no, it wound no. me up so much. This film actually is kind of. There's a lot of maybe not stuff of like that direct, but I felt like a lot of the things maybe just the the film in general didn't really have that much payoff for me. I don't know. No, I think you're probably right. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping to my final thoughts too soon. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, what the next thing is? So, uh, like you say, Dave Batista gets out. He's like, which, flipping, which he knew because he had his, his old uncle picture. He's he's flipping burgers or whatever, despite the fact he's bigger than the kitchen, uh, <laughs> with his tiny tiny little glasses on. <laughs> and uh, and Scorpion from Mortal Kombat comes over and he That's invites him to, from. Invites yes. him to rob a casino, basically, and then it turns into like this uber son of a bitch uber, uber macho sort of oceans 11 style thing where it's like they're mm. rounding the team up and instead of it being like george clooney and brad pitt and people you've heard of it's these guys dave batista who basically if, if dave batista says i want you to do a job for me you aren't saying no to it <laughs> what, what what i did like is um is interesting just seeing people getting on with your lives because it's been contained to this outbreak's been contained to vegas so there's it's walled, it's like a walled city, and the rest of the country and the world is apparently just cracking on. I thought that was kind of interesting to see, because usually it's like it just spreads and it goes everywhere and the, the world's fucked. This is just like, well, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Maybe that's why they did it. Oh, you, you were you were waiting to use that line, weren't you? I swear <laughs> to God, that just came to me right then. That's been written down. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you it has not. That's just come to me then. Which, hang on, let me rephrase that. That's a better, that's a better tagline than the one for the film. Yeah. Oh my god, it fucking Zach Schneider, 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 Schneider. If you listen to this, you can have that for the prequel, I guess. Um, but no, I thought it was just something a little bit different. I quite liked it. Yeah, good point. Um, and, and I also like when he was going round because the we said it a minute ago. He's like, you can have fifty million of the of what you, what you steal to divvy out between your team, you're going to need at least 10 people. And he's like, sweet, I'll do that. And then with his, with his big mates, he's like, right, we're going to go 12 and a half million each, whatever. And then he's just getting less and less and less and less and less for each <laughs> person that he meets. But yeah, you can have 10 grand if you want. Oh, sweet, yeah, I'll do it. It's oh. just at the end of it, it's like the, you guys are getting paid meme. Yeah, yeah, basically. But it's one of the things, and to be fair, I mean, this is kind of a zombie film trope, but, Every single person feels like a video game character. It's like it's like the uh, like the character select screen from Streets of Rage or something. Yeah, basically, where they're all like 
incredibly muscly fit, but they've all got their own speciality. Yeah. Yeah, and they're all just slightly different to distinguish them from each other without actually knowing who the hell any of these actors are. And yeah, so then he gets the team together and the um, the business Scorpion comes back. And my note here just says, says get over here. Get over here! Just get over here. But my note here is just slow clap because he enters with a slow clap. And I can never take any slow clap seriously. Who would do that? How much of an arsehole do you have to be to walk in a room and go... And, and take, think anyone's going to take you seriously. <laughs> You, you forgot like the missing piece of, of once the team's assembled, there's one missing piece, and that's his daughter who works at the wall of the, the city who he has a shit relationship with that he has to try and rebuild so that he can then try and sneak in because she's she can access the wall. And which yeah, is okay. all which so, was like you've seen that in every film you've ever watched. But was that not a bit of an arsehole move though? Like well, so I, this is must be a part where I zoned out. So yeah, he's got a shit relationship with his daughter. She works at like a refugee camp right outside the wall or something. So why, why do you need her help? Why can't you just go to anyone else that works and be like, "I'll give you ten grand, get me in." Which is basically what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he offers her the, his whole cut and, and to be like, "Look, you can have a great life and you can help everyone here. I don't want the money. I just want to fix shit with you, so you can have all my money." But. I want to put your life at risk by taking you with me. I didn't quite get why she was there. No, she wasn't meant to be there, was she? She wasn't meant to go with them. Why did she then? Her, her the one, one of the families she was looking after at the camp snuck in the night before with that girl that was also working at the camp or had access. Yeah, and she, so... she wanted to go and save her, didn't she? So okay, so this was my later another question. I didn't realize that, and then later on, that family was in there. I was like, why are they in there? Yeah, they'd gone in there to find somebody else. I think I can't remember why they I went can't in. Remember now, it was, but it was something like they'd gone in there to try and get somebody else, and probably dead. Probably dead. Yeah, it, it was not a good idea. But the daughter had got like an attachment to them. Obviously, really liked them. So then, when she found out they'd gone in, she was going in as well to try and rescue them, which is an important. Important plot point for bullshit reasons later on. Yeah. And then Shades is there from Luke Cage. Yeah, he being a complete arsehole. Yeah. I like him though. Another character. I like he, him. Pl- he plays an arsehole well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well to note is that um, the helicopter pilot. My next note too. Yeah, is was played by Tig Nataro, who is a stand-up comedian, I think. I'm not really familiar with her, but I had to Google. And she basically replaced a guy called Chris Delia, because uh, apparently he was like a complete scumbag and he's got a bunch of... Uh, what is it? What is it he did? Let's just guess. Jamie, what do you think he did? Some sort of sexual allegations. It's some sort of sexual allegations. It's probably going to be some sort of sexual allegations. He's in America. He's in a comedian as well, though, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, sexual harassment, grooming, and solicitation of nude photos by multiple underage girls. So yeah, yeah. Naughty so, but obviously, he filmed it with the actual cast members, and then when he got kind of all this shit came out, 
they went back and filmed all, during the pandemic and filmed all of these scenes with just like Zack Snyder and her. And then she was actually never on set with like Batista. No, they or, never met until the premiere. Yeah, which is, I mean, I knew that going into the film. So you do sit there going, eh, I can kind of see it in that bit. But it is pretty yeah. well done, to be fair. Yeah, and this because for the most part, they're just close up with Dave Batista, close up of her. Of her. And cut, cut between you'll get like the back, of, back her of her head, head. yeah. So um, it's, I wonder, I wonder how well they had to cut around that, but yeah, like was the bits that was just completely taken, like scenes that was completely taken out because of that. Because there was a shot where it's like all of them just standing together and stuff, yeah. I don't know if it turns out it's easier to remove a sexual predator than it is to remove a mustache, who'd have known, yeah. Um, yeah, I had that same thing. I think, it, like you say, it shows in some bits, but it, it's pretty well done. I mean, it's the magic of editing. If I didn't know, I probably wouldn't really have noticed. No. Did, did you notice, Jamie? Did you know that or notice? I'd heard, I didn't know it. I heard it. I don't know if it was an interview afterwards. So then I was thinking back, thinking, well, did I notice? And I probably didn't, to be honest. It's not egregious in any way. No, no, I don't think so. And um, and it's it's almost certainly the right thing to do. So I think fair play to them for that. If you've got like all the Netflix money in the world, you might as well do it. Yeah. And the next note I had, as, as I was sort of getting into this and kind of as they're getting into the wall, I'm thinking, so obviously Batista's our lead actor in this. Is, is he a leading man? Well, I've got a similar note, which is where, like, where is he now? compared to The Rock or Dwayne Johnson? Because The Rock's like the <laughs> was, highest I, paid. You said The Rock, and I was like, whoa, who the hell could that be? <laughs> Glad you cleared it up. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, but no, he's like the highest paid actor in the world right now, and he's no Brad Pitt, like, he's not like an actor's actor. But like, is he, he's, I don't think he's quite there yet in terms of like star power and stuff like that, but I definitely think he's he's taking more meaty roles and Right, this is a zombie flick, so it's not like... Well, that's the thing, like, so you think of everything he's done before, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. Stuba. I guess, yeah, he was in Stuba, but is he the lead man or is it Kamel yeah. Nanjiani and that? You know, it, it's he was in Blade Runner, which is probably like a pretty high-profile film, but he's quite a small part in it. James Bond. James Bond is another one where he's like the smaller henchman kind of role. For him to have this massive film and to basically be the first name on the poster, that's a, it's a pretty big thing for him. And obviously, he turned down the Suicide Squad that comes out later this year because mm. he would have only had a similar sort of bit part role in it, even though he gets along with James Gunn, the director, because he wanted to be leading man in this. And I'm like, is that where we're at with him now? I don't think it is. He did a film on Amazon as well, I think. Where I haven't seen it and I can't even remember what it's called, but it's some sort of big tough guy looks after a kid at some point through the film. So it's like, do you know the, the one you're on about? The Rock's done that film. Vin Diesel's done that film. I any spy. Of the, any any of the others have done that film? Could yeah, be. that's the one. Yeah. And we'll I have think, to do it later on this year, any? That's Sorry. like, do you have to do that film to then become? You know, you, you you're trying, do. trying to slot into your audience and, and make yourself that guy that could be a front runner. But I don't think it's, he's certainly not up there with the rock, is he? 
It's a shame Ice Cube never really got past that point, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, you, it's a good point actually. You're probably right with that because the rock probably has... is like a, a like a well, there probably is like a roadmap to be like, okay, you're making this transition. Okay, we've got to do your basic action films. You got to start off kind of at the bottom just as as a muscly guy because that's what you are, and then you can go into family, get your name out there a little bit more, and then you can yeah. start just to to have your own sort of action series like you do manage or whatever it is it's the, it's the Schwarzenegger blueprint really that they're yeah. all still that they're all still following isn't it I mean yeah but I, I take your point but Schwarzenegger did the family films after he was already the Terminator that is fair but That's yeah true. yeah no so yeah, and yeah. Schwarzenegger was kind of one of the biggest stars in the world for for a bit wasn't he yeah I mean to fair it's not that dissimilar than like say what the rock's done or Vin Diesel, people. Uh, Vin Diesel did it. I don't. So, uh, I think the other thing is with with a lot of these actors is it kind of goes the opposite way. Like you either start as like a huge action star, and then your stock might start to fall. Your movies might not do so well. So you, then you do a family flick. Yeah. And you kind of get dragged into that. Whereas these guys have to go because they're not an actor at all. They have to sort of build the way up. Yeah. But plus, he's. I think he's in his fifties now, isn't he? Batista. Is he? Yeah, hell. I think so. I wouldn't surprise me. Because, like, wrestlers are always older than you think. And he was yeah. wrestling 20 years ago, wasn't he, now? So. Yeah, so he hasn't... 69. He hasn't got... You know, he hasn't got that muscle man role in him for, for many, many years to come, has he? So he's got to... Tell that to I mean, Steven Seagal. <laughs> God, yeah. But you can you can imagine that. That meeting taking place with his agent, where it's like, right, you need to be the main man now, otherwise you, your opportunities are going to be you're going to be that guy in the background forever. So, yeah, he's fucking older than the Rock. He's fifty two. He's older than Triple H. How did he? How did he arrive so late to the wrestling scene? Triple H, who's acting career and have really got past what Blade Three was it? Yeah, I think so. Where, where he pretty much played himself. <laughs> <laughs> Once he had to cut his hair, he lost his appeal. So it was Triple H. That's fucking crazy. But yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he's not got that time in there, so he's kind of got a serious way now to being kind of an actor's actor sort of thing, like a like a bit of a character actor or whatever. I don't ever expect him to be De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to, you've got to use that for your YouTube clip again now, Liam. <laughs> okay. There's no I, don't one can see <laughs> I don't think he was. A particularly bad or a misfit in the role, though. No, no I don't. I think he was quite good in the role, to be fair. And I also yeah, think the one, the one the one bit of acting he got he probably got to do with when he kills his wife. Thought that was a really like well done scene. I think I can't remember if we had this conversation on a podcast or off it, but I think we've had it before recently. Is that uh, wrestlers probably are going to be quite good actors because acting is a large part of what wrestlers do. And not only, I don't mean like it's all fake, you know, they're all acting and stuff. I mean, like, they have to, like, sell everything to the crowd anyway. It's all theatre in a way. So, yeah. That's true. But if you ever remember that DVD that Leon brought around my house that time, when we were running (laughs) the old shit film night. What was that called? And and The Edge was in it. I mean, they don't all translate into acting roles, really. No, That was a fucking... Great film. That's in a box. It's in a box in the garage. I think they've still got it. I refuse to take it home. Oh fuck off! It's come up with with the edge from fucking U two. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit! I don't think it was it. 
at shit film night, but uh, we saw a film called Wrong Side of Town that had Rob Van Damme in it, and that was fucking awful. So, yeah. Not every wrestler is a good actor. No, it doesn't work, so I don't think every actor is a good wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> What's in this beer, Jamie? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. so I'm feeling really relaxed right now, so let's just keep going. Get into Las Vegas. We have the bit that we mentioned with the, the desiccated zombies. And uh, we we see, which has been a big bit in the promotional thing on, on Twitter and stuff, we see the zombie tiger, which looks kind of cool because they mentioned like Siegfried and Roy and stuff, which I don't think Siegfried and Roy has been a thing for some time now. So maybe this is set in the mid-2000s, this film. But um, so you basically you get the introduction to the zombie tiger. It's one of the fast zombies, so it can move around like you'd expect a tiger to. And then it fucks off. And I was like, are you kidding me? At one point I was like, well, you know, we might not see that again, but at least we'll get them zombies back when they all get wet in a minute. <laughs> but it was, and it was called Valentine. Was it? I Valentine, the zombie tiger. How many zombies do you know that have got names? Not many. No, it's pretty good that. O- only one tiger. Uh, all, of, all of them. <laughs> all of them. At one point they were people too, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it looked good. I think that we have to take in consideration with this is that not, none of it was made before Net, before Netflix Boy, was it? Joe, I right think so, no. Because there is some wonky CGI, especially on like the crowd zombie scenes where they're running the sort of like PS2 cutscene, basically, sometimes. But you can see where the money went, which was making stuff like this time. I thought it looked real fucking good, the effect. Yeah, I think that's one thing of when you've... I think when you've got one thing to focus on, like, you know, the CGI tiger or what have you, then it does look quite good. I think, like you say, with the crowds or the, the, the bits where it sort of pans over the whole of Las Vegas and there's thousands mm. of them there, and you go, well, they don't they don't look like anything, do they? But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I thought that was, was quite well done. And we get the introduction to, well, as we find out, it's the, the queen zombie. Mm-hmm. What, was that the name she was given? The Queen, I think. I just had the Alpha's Misses. <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah, fair enough. Chauvinist. I think it is the Queen. Um, it is a little bit. It's <laughs> <laughs> ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> Expect the Alpha to turn up and do his Borat impression. <laughs> My life. Yeah, I am. Um, this is kind of where I. St- Stop paying attention for a little while. Yeah, so we get introduced to them, and oh, we should mention that the sorry that the millionaires sent a, one of his mates with them as well. Yes, the millionaire sent uh, Martin was his name. It's the guy from um, he was in Fear the Walking Dead and uh, Deadwood and uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. He's been in all sorts. He's, he's one of dead in the title. He's one of yeah. He's one of those that guys. Yeah, you know, the Kyle Chandler, but less well known. Yeah, but not Kyle Chandler. Yeah, for once. Yeah, the woman that snuck them in is decides that they need to use bait and they use shades from Luke Cage because he's a bit of a prick. Uh, ties him up and basically leaves them to be a sacrifice, which then works as our way. They take him away. 
and works as a way for us to see what their civilization is like. And they are sort of a bit civilized, basically, because they take him yeah. away and use him as like a sacrifice to have him turned into a smart zombie as well. It's basically our introduction into how that side works. Yeah. After that, I have also lost a lot of what happened. There was a lot of, there was a bit where they sneak through um, a casino the where they're all zombies. just standing there. Yeah, and... this is, I looked up and this was happening. Yeah. And I went, oh shit, I think I missed something. Went back, rewatched it, but I was working still. So I didn't see it again. I was paying like, no attention to it. And they're, and they're, all, they're all the slow zombies, aren't they? Yes. The regulars. Yeah. All the regulars are kind of frozen. As long as you don't make a noise. Yeah, them, or bump into them or anything. You can sneak Yeah, they have them. to hibernate or something. Some crawl, through their, crawl through their legs or whatever it, they're doing. But, I think they're like solar powered, aren't stuck, they? So. Stuck in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just, just jumping back to where you kind of, where it comes through and you discover the, all the alphas in their own little contained bit. They, they are kind of like smart zombies, but then... When you think back to when they were making references to Area 51, like what is it? Are they smart zombies? Are they alpha zombies? Or are they possibly aliens? Don't really know. It doesn't... Well, there's, there's one later on. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Just like glowing eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got that, that note as well. It's what I think Batista shoots one later on, doesn't it, when they're trying to escape a casino or something. And yeah. as he shoots it, it like gets shot in the face. I think Zack Snyder yeah. got asked about it and he basically dodged the question because he was like, oh, well, you know, you have to watch all the prequels then. All right, Zack, just don't be a prick. Um, but yeah, it, so it, it's a bit, it's never really clear what is going on. Why? I mean, like we've got Liam's hierarchy that he ran through before of this one turns this one into this and so on and so forth. But we, we still don't really know where they're coming from if they're aliens, if it's like a virus if it's an alien virus, if it's robots, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what started it. We just know that what started this thing was Super Zombie. Yeah. He escaped. We don't know what caused him so much. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, I know what you mean. I think you were saying, like, it's still a little bit hard to tell, like, how clever they are. Like, the Super Zombies, like, seems way more intelligent than any of them. The Alpha does. The alpha does, but then the other ones are like at least faster. We've got a little bit of a concept of like strategy or whatever. They know the sort of differences as well, don't they? They're like they know that's the leader that he's, you know, doing his ceremony or whatever, and they're all like, "Yeah, cool, ceremony and stuff." Yeah, yeah. But like with that level of enthusiasm, blade. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting point because, like, as well, because like Alpha seems to be played off as like really clever, like smarter than some of the human characters. Oh, that's not hard though. Well, no, good point. He's got he's got the like the half metal helmet, hasn't he? So he can't be shot in the head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he knows to use that as well. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, and then you'll use weapons and shit as well. I mean, to be fair, he might be smarter than me as well, because first time I saw him in it, I was like, why is he wearing that? That's stupid. And it wasn't yeah. until I later on when he gets shot in it, I was like, huh, clever zombie. That's clever, oh, that's, yeah. That's why he's wearing it. Yeah, but it's, it's just like, you've got two sets of zombies, haven't you? Yeah. And I, I just don't... Uh, maybe because I only watched it once, but I don't think I would see any difference if I watched it again. 
You only have to watch it once. I don't see the difference. It's like there's too big a gap between the alpha and his little minions and all the rest of the normal zombies that you would expect to see in a zombie film. So there's possibly a twist where they're not fully zombie or they're not. I don't know. Yeah. They're 99%. I see your point. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I feel like we're probably putting a lot on these prequels at this point, but maybe it'll get answered. (laughs) (laughs) I I just took them as just like, yeah, that's your normal zombie, but then you could get lucky and be had off by him, and then you're a bit better. A bit like um, I think it's this on the Weekly Planet. uh, I am Legend, like. Well, they were all pretty smart, but it was like the leader was right, yeah, a little bit more intelligent still. Um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then I kind of I don't remember anything that happens then. Is this when they start to go into the vault? Uh, the only other thing I noticed was the guy that we mentioned, uh, Martin, basically shows that he's gonna be a prick because he sacrificed basically, he sacrifices Bandana Girl to the zombies. By like pushing her into the wrong, leading her in the wrong, wrong, long, wrong way round and stuff, and oh, we, oh, we think before she comes flying through the window and well, dives yeah. on him, yeah, and and then gets eaten, and then gets eaten anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, it's not going to be what you expect it to be. It's going to be one of them zombie films. Oh no, it's not. She's no, dead no, already. She, yeah, she got eaten. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I'm trying to place what happened next. Because they get into that, they escape them all them zombies, and then the prick guy Martin. Did you say Martin? Yeah. yeah fucking hell, Alan. Um, he takes the the one that snuck him in. And says like he baits, he bribes her basically, doesn't he? Says I need a sample or something. Yes. Or well, am I going? Am I jumping well too far ahead? I can't remember when that bit was. To be fair. Nothing, and this is the problem with this film. Like, no, that's later because, be... but it is that bit now because it's they do get to the casino. The helicopter pilot goes up to the roof to get to the helicopter. They all split up, don't they? Yeah, the German guy goes down to work on the vault, and the others just stand around flexing the muscles, basically. I think, but it goes, it goes a little bit Indiana Jones, doesn't it, when they get to the vault? Okay, yeah, and I thought. I had an opener saying, it's not that funny, but I really like that scene. Yeah. I was quite well done with the, with the booby yeah. traps. Yeah. yeah, the booby trap scene was, was good. Like, that, that made me laugh. And they keep going back to get the zombie to bring them up to send them in first before then. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was clever. I liked that bit as well. It's like, okay, well, let's throw some meat or some at the other side and <laughs> bait him over there. That was clever. I mean, um, what would they have done if them traps had reset and just went every time? I know. <laughs> well, that I was know. one thing I thought. Yeah. The fucking that guy though owns the casino. <laughs> it was like there's some non-lethal booby traps you've got to watch out for. One of them just completely smashes together. Like. <laughs> yeah. With fucking machine guns and all sorts. <laughs> Pretty lethal. Um yeah, so there's that bit. Uh, okay, so out of the characters, who do you remember? It was Batista. Batista. It went about the, the heist crew. Yes. So you got Batista. You've got the Shades Count. He, he can do, I guess. There was the woman who snuck him in. I don't know any of the names. No. There was Helicopter Woman. There was German Safecracker Guy. 
there was German safecracker guy's mate who survives at the end. Ghost. I like Ghost. You know what's power? No. Yeah. Yeah, Ghost. He's, he's good he's, to power. He's the typical character that has the big gun. Does he? No, not the big gun. He he's got a, a big saw, hasn't he? A big still saw. That he never fucking uses. It's Somebody bullshit. else uses it on the wall later. Yeah. It was Banda- Bandana Woman. Yeah. Bandana Woman's mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frosty tips. <laughs> this YouTube guy. Who is YouTube guy? YouTube guy's the one that holds his gun like this all weird. He makes it he makes it quite far to, to be fair. Do not He's the one that's doing trick shots on YouTube. Oh. No, no idea. Who is he? Fucks <laughs> <laughs> if I know. Um, was he not? Was he not frosted tips? It might have been. Like I, I, this is my problem. I don't. I suppose you're not necessarily meant to care too much about oh. most of the characters. And there was Batista's daughter. And the Batista's daughter. But I feel like, like I got them all. I think you did. You did, you did well there. But I feel like they didn't have enough to do. Like there wasn't that much zombie killing in, in this until like the third act. I thought there'd be more to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Probably fair. So Martin decides he needs a sample because that's basically what they're in there for. The, the bloke doesn't really give the shit about the money. Scorpion doesn't. And his sample he gets is he basically lures the queen out and decapitates her. Yeah. Yeah. And then as he's running away, the Valentine comes back because there is actually a payoff to this one and uh, mauls the shit out of him. Isn't that later on? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Valentine fucking has him right off, and it's that's great. That's yeah. really well done. Oh, we haven't actually mentioned the reason. So there's a time frame to the heist because they to fix the zombie problem. Vegas is getting nuked. Yeah, and then it gets pulled. Originally, they were going to put it on Independence Day because blowing Fireworks shit up on Independence Day up. is what Americans do. But then they decided that would be in bad taste. Apparently, so they bring it forward a day. But well, that only happens whilst they're already in Vegas. So it kind yeah. of, it's, it's a, oh, no, we haven't got an actual day now. We've got four hours to get out of here. Which I've, Vegas is quite big. Like, it's not a big, big place, but it's hot, sweaty. You're in, I don't know, I feel like four hours is tight. I suppose they've never got a helicopter. But still. Yeah, I mean, uh, that doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense anyway. But There's I'm not sure, I'll get science anyway. behind it. So they do or don't break into the vault. I kind of forgot. I don't think they, they do. They do. They do because a uh, bloke from power gets in there, doesn't he? Yeah. And German safe cracker doesn't and gets eaten. Yeah, yeah. well, so so before this, so the, the queen gets decapitated. And um and the reason that ta- the will win what's the name? Peace, the tiger? Valentine. 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 <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Um <laughs> The reason he goes after him is because the, the alpha's like sends him mental. And I've got a note saying because he's like really mourning the the corpse of the, the corpse of the corpse of the queen. And I was like, I've got a note that says, do zombies bone. And then I've got another note, two down, that says, turns out, yes, zombies do bone. Yeah, because she was prego. She was yeah. prego with the zombie baby. Zombie baby, yeah. If you get if a zombie baby gets bit by a person, does it turn to black? <laughs> I mean, if you get bit by the zombie tiger, do you turn into a tiger? I fucking hope so. I like that shit bite me. 
But yeah, the Mullins fucking badass. And this this is this is where it starts to fall apart because they get the not the film as in the plan, because they get the money and then pretty much as soon as they've they've got it, the Alpha sent all his cronies down there and they start having a fight. And this is where it starts getting interesting for me because there's some action like Batiste tries to fight with a couple of them and there's, there's some good fighting going on, like hand to hand shit. They didn't do the trope as well of we've got a wrestler in our film. We need Batista to get him bomb. To, do, to do his wrestling move. On yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there was no Batista bomb or he didn't spear one or anything. It's like he didn't give the people's eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he? That was the rock's move. <laughs> Come on, Liam. I think that's only how they start to move away from them kind of roles and into the main role themselves. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. As soon as you stop yeah. getting asked to do the Batista bomb, you know, you're a real yeah, actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wrestling, with, wrestling with kids in the film, in the back garden, doing the actual moves. None of that anymore because no. professional now, I'm going for main role. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's it then. Uh, what does happen then? Because there's a lot of zombie shooting and a lot of kind of action, but I, there's nothing they, really happens until he realizes his daughter's gone. They all have to, they all have to escape rapidly yeah. because the zombies are here. The, the sample that the guy takes with, with the, the queen's head gets swapped out for a money counting machine. Yeah. So he didn't even in, have the queen's the head on him, did he? That was it. No. Who takes the queen's head? Is it the girl that breaks them in? Yes. Yes, I think it is. She's, she was the one he bribed, wasn't she? So she keeps hold of that for later to try and save them. And then they're all trying to scarp her. The dude... Ghost gets thrown into... So one of the, the best relationships in the film, better than Batista and his daughter, is Ghost, the um, saw guy, and the... And the German fella. The German fella, a lot picker. They don't like each other at first, but then become best mates. Yeah, I can't like like, like like you've never seen in any other film it. ever before as well. I know, <laughs> I know. It's completely by the numbers. I really liked it, but but it's the it's the um, it's the casino owner's mate who he sends in for the sample that that shows his true colours to the actual people in the film as an arsehole. and he locks the great, doesn't he, he? He locks them and he tries to escape himself. Yeah. yeah. So they have to find alternative way out, and oh, and they have also noticed as well while they're near the safe, like getting towards the safe, that there's other like, army people down, not army people, but like mercenaries' bodies down there, and they start to clerk. Hang on, we're not the first people to do this, yeah, or to attempt this, and it, it becomes because actually, I think Jamie, you just said it, the money doesn't matter. Billionaire guy just wants them in there so we can get a sample of the blood because the. If they got the blood or whatever, they can create their own zombies and sell that to the highest bidders if they've got their own army. It's just like pure like movie villain nonsense at that point, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, because then I can make zombies of my own. It's like, why would anybody want to do that? Yeah. It's just... The, the plot just becomes nothing, and it's just about escaping from the zombies. Yeah, point, it's just about it? running as fast as you can and shooting yeah. zombies. And Yeah, okay. So, but yeah, like I say, they are, then they're escaping. This was the best scene, when they're escaping through the casino. Yes, definitely, because uh, that's the bit where we see the zombie with the blue eye and everything, and it's like they're running across tables. And I turned around to Shell at one point, and I was like, 
I've been to Las Vegas and no casino in Las Vegas looks like this because it was just like a big empty room with just rows of slot machines and that was it. Yeah. Like <laughs> even the shit ones look way better than this. A <laughs> hundred meters of blackjack tables and craps tables in a row. Yeah. Just like in a big like empty convention center. Like. Yeah. But that scene was ace. And now this, this is what this film needed was more of that shit, more Vegasy stuff. Because for the most part, doesn't seem like Vegas, like, like you said, it's clearly not. But well, yeah, it, it could have been set anywhere. It just, it, you know, any building with a safe in the, at the bottom of it. Yeah, it could have been like a bank in New York City, couldn't it? Yeah, uh, and that was the biggest flaw with this for me. Was like I said about the trailer, I thought this was going to be wacky and crazy and weird. It's set in Vegas, it's going to be a bit mental, a bit mad, whatever. And you just don't really get any of that. For the most part, I don't think. I mean, you could even get away with it, like, literally almost any plot point. Because, like, if you could... Obviously, you've got the tiger, which is kind of a thing from Vegas because of Siegfried and Roy and everything. But you just go, yeah, it's, it's one from... The, Escape from the zoo. The Bronx Zoo or something, yeah. Yeah. So it could be New York. Yeah, a good point, actually. And it would probably rain as well in New York, so we'd probably see them fucking zombies <laughs> come to life. Could have been a better film set in New York. <laughs> um but yeah, there's not there's a throughout the film there's not as much zombie killing as they expected. But that scene was 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 real good when they when they're trying to outrun them. Yeah, that was good. Um, like I say, uh, Batista realizes that his daughter's gone missing at yeah. this point. Also, they re- they've realized the nukes coming in twenty minutes. Yeah, I can't pack my shopping in twenty minutes or unpack it. So how the fuck they're fucking about with money, escaping a casino, going to another casino. It actually took 40 minutes of film work. Yeah. No, it was just, you know, it was, it was a Zack Snyder film, so it was actually in slow motion. Well, it was all slow motion at yeah, point, yeah. It's twice as slow. Um, Not as much slow motion in this as I, as I thought it was going to be. No, he didn't fall back on that trope, to be fair. No. Well, not the super slow mo that he, you was know, like half of Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it turns out his daughter had gone missing because she'd gone looking for. The family that we mentioned before, because she never actually found them. I just that bit was just really like, okay, you've got twenty minutes, or else everybody's dead. Why are you bothering? Like, yeah. priorities probably dead anyway. Yeah, they're probably dead anyway, and you're going to go and basically kill yourself, even though she doesn't, because you know plot armor. Yeah, that'd be just really wound me up a bit, and it also wound Shell up a lot because she was shouting at the telly at that point. <laughs> So she fucks off for no fucking good reason. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. It's just that it's just it's just that whole thing of we're not going to make it out on time, and now we're definitely not going to make it out on time because somebody's left the group that we need back. We're yeah, pretty wait. much. Yeah. Meanwhile, the woman, the blonde woman who snuck him in, gets hit, gets attacked by the lead zombie, doesn't she? On the roof. On the roof. So, yeah. yeah. She's she's got the head at that point. And she, yep. she just sort of drops it over the side. And it explodes. And it, yeah, yeah, it just goes... Yeah. She's into a million yeah. pieces, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was going to lead to like him jumping off the roof to to get it, like to catch it. Too smart for that, isn't he? He is too smart for that. He said he fucking lobs a spear through her. Yeah. yeah. Like, with the, you know... Apparently, getting zombified turns you into a fucking Olympic athlete because he was as accurate, powerful, and fucking nailed that. 
Only this guy, though, apparently. Only this guy, yeah. And then he manages to get onto the, the helicopter with him. Is that right? He does, but first, the daughter finds the woman that she'd gone for, and a zombie shade shows up. Yes. Yeah, because he leaves the room. The helicopter escapes. Yeah. He's already yes. cooked off without anyone on there, just the helicopter driver, pilot. I don't yes. think it's a driver, yeah. He's <laughs> got a steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Batista's gone to save Kate, I think his daughter was called. Um, gets there just in time to stop Zombie Shades from having her off, I think. Yeah, Sounds basically right. he kills Zombie Shades, doesn't he? Yeah. Rescues them all. As he's rescuing them, the Alpha turns up at the end of the corridor. Mm. Yeah, and fucking rapid and, apparently. And starts running towards them. And does he use a bazooka? There's a grenade somewhere, I think. Some kind of explosive. And it sends him off track, and then they shoot up the stairs to the roof, think, shit, the pilot's left us. Yeah, she fucked off. And then at the last second, she comes back. Yeah, because basically as well, she's kind of a little bit of the comic relief character as well at times. Yeah. The the pilots or the driver. So, yeah, it's kind of expected of when she gets up there, oh, she's not there but then she's going to turn up in a minute because she's like, oh, crisis of conscience, you know. They get on. The alpha zombie is also fucking Usain Bolt's after it, jumps on as well. And then they have a bit of a tussle, fair to say. Yeah, bit of a tussle. Quite good. I think the so the gun goes flying about and it's not that far out of reach for Kate just to take a shot and doesn't. But it's, yeah, it's that kind of film where it's like, oh, I can't quite reach, but you're already extending your arm like quarter of the way. It's, Don't move it's, forward. It's, it's also classic main good guy against main bad guy, isn't it? In, yeah, in yeah. the helicopter. Yeah, They're going to fight it out. And yeah, he, could, he could not have been, he could have been not a zombie and that could have just slotted into like a diehard or a whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's just, yeah. yeah. You know. Main villain but versus main hero. Yeah. yeah. And we see the nuke fly past. Yeah. As, uh, as the helicopter leaves, the nuke's coming in. I thought that was pretty cool, actually, seeing that as it as it happened. I, I like that bit. I liked. It all liked looks really it. good. I think. Yeah. If you ever stop to think about any of it, it completely yeah, all falls down. You know? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. I know the trick. You do your thumb thing, and if it's the cloud's bigger than your thumb, you're fucked. The cloud was definitely bigger than even Batista's fucking giant thumbs. Well, that's because that's the thing. You better have your thumb at arm's length. If they'd have had their thumb like three inches from their faces, they would have been bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, but somehow, it's having a fight. The gun goes off, doesn't it? And it injures the the, plate, uh, the pilot, the driver. Yeah. Thank you. Helicopter, I was going to say plane. Helicopter goes down. Nuke goes off. Does the nuke, because we saw all those like shanty towns and everything that were by the... Right walls. outside. Yeah. yeah. Does the nuke just annihilate all them people as well? I think so. We it's don't have a refugee right? problem, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Woof. <laughs> That's Liam saying that, everyone. This is, no, this is this is Trump's America. Yeah. It, it does feel very Trump's america really as well. Yeah. Oh, what um, can we do? Blow it up? I don't yeah. know. So anyway, uh, the, the, the plane goes... The plane... Fucking plane... 
<laughs> the helicopter the goes down. <laughs> the driver takes the plane down. <laughs> the helicopter goes down. Somewhere outside Vegas? Nevada. Even if Let's even assume. if you weren't getting caught up in the explosion, radiation's probably getting you from there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But okay, they're fine. Because doesn't the, doesn't the explosion like knock them as well? Possibly. Yeah, them. which contributed to it going down, I think. Mm. But they've they've killed the the alpha zombie, um, but also Dave Batista's dead. Basically, he's been bit. No, he's been bitten. Oh, was that it? Yeah, because he has like just long enough to talk about his food truck that he was going to open up. Yeah, which I I would have liked to have seen. You know, like a eighties sort of. Dave Batista opened his food truck and, you know, made, freeze, made a thousand dollars. At the end where he's yeah. like flipping burgers, like. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, so the helicopter pilot dies. Kate's mates die that she went to save. Definitely. Because we don't see them, but they're definitely dead, aren't they? They're definitely, 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 definitely dead. Batista dies. It's just her. In the <laughs> middle of the desert. Yeah. They could have escaped if she'd just stuck with them. Yeah. Yeah, she basically. So, but then she has to do the reverse thing that if that her dad did when her dad killed her mum because she was turning. She has to fucking pop call, her dad call one. back. Yeah, good yeah. filmmaking that is, supposedly. <laughs> and that's the end of the main story, isn't it? Yeah, and this is my favorite bit now because I was going to say that, that was the point. Where, I mean, I had a point earlier on going for the second time in this podcast short lifespan, I'm going, oh, there's just no need for it to be this long, Zack Snyder. No. <laughs> just so much filler in here. <laughs> but then I also I also had the point... I wake, of, up at, I wake up at night sometimes saying, there's just no need for this to be this, this long, <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> I did have the note of uh, Zack Snyder makes dumb films that know that they're dumb is way better than Matt Zack Snyder making these films that he thinks are smart. Yes. And that sort of plays into the very end, which is uh, Bloke from Power. What was his name? Ghost. Ghost. I don't know what his name is in this. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to... St- at least we're consistent in what we've called it. We yeah. know he's Ghost. Yeah. He pulls the uh, the old Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones it, doesn't he? He just... The door of the vault, which is the only thing that survived the nuclear bomb, apparently, swings open and he just gets out and dusts himself off kind of thing. <laughs> which is actually... Which is actually the... The only reason the vault's in the film. <laughs> yeah, it's got to yeah. be, right? Yeah. It's the because because we... the money didn't mean shit. We figured that out. And without them going to find the money, they wouldn't have the vault and he wouldn't have survived. So it's the only reason he was in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be. It's all got to be set up for this last bit. He then walks from the middle of Las Vegas to... An airport. An airport. But it can't be the Las Vegas airport because that's right by the strip. So that would have got blown up. Mm-hmm. So he walks to any airfield LA? nearby. Yeah, it's it's some airfield nearby, I guess. But uh, that's it's an, airfield, it's an airfield with a private jet, though. It's got to be yeah. like three days' walk, I reckon. It's a fair trek. It's a long old trek. Either way, he walks it there with like stacks of cash on him. Well, my, my first thought, sorry, on this was like Ghost made it out. I'm glad, I'm glad Ghost made it out alive, but he's probably got like a three month lifespan because he's. Obviously irradiated to fuck. That's the third thing. Grand Zero gets out of there, despite obviously the Ground Zero of this nuclear bomb. Tons of radiation. Like, 
How is he not immensely sick by the time he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> just boiling, groaning, groaning another arm or something? I don't know. But uh, gets this private plane because he's got fat, fat sacks uh, to, to take him to Mexico. While he's on there, he's what, like flirting with the. Yeah, you know, as you do, and you yeah. have a bag full of millions. <laughs> yeah. And you're like the grubbiest man in the world. <laughs> um, I mean, he's been, he's, he clearly smells. He's been walking for at least three days. Yeah. Just like, just give me that plane. Like, here's a fat stack for you, love. Let me on the plane. So, like, okay, then. What was then his plan here, by the way? I think he was going to Mexico to get the billionaire. Oh, do you reckon that's where he was? Yeah, something like that. Was that ever mentioned go. and I missed it or? Might have been, or I might have heard that off something else. Right, okay. Someone else's thoughts, I don't know. Um, but anyway, he starts to feel ill on the plane. Yeah. We all know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Goes into yeah. the toilet, turns out he's been bit. But that yeah. was my next note. After saying, glad Ghost made out alive, but he's probably got like a three-month lifespan. Next note is, oh, wait. Yeah. Less than that. To fair, yeah. it could have been three months by the time he'd fucking walked to the airfield. <laughs> How yeah. long? Like, because everybody else, they've been bit. They turn within an hour or two, maybe. Yeah, he, he ran. Maybe he ran. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he ran. Oh, well, that's all right. He's a pretty fit dude. Yeah, he was. Maybe the twist in it is the radiation, the radiation holds off the infection of being a zombie. Maybe. Maybe he's going to be like Blade, like a zombie Blade. That feels yeah. like something that Zack Snyder has said in an interview since. He'd never thought about it until now. He's just done. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like, he was. there was a fan question. It was like, is it Comic-Con? It's like, yeah, we saw that Ghost got bit, but then how did he not get turned? Was, because, was it because he was irradiated and that stopped off? And just like, yes. Sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine. So. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna make two more films based all yeah. around that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's it then. Credits. Yeah, it just yeah. finishes. Looks in the mirror and is like shit or some 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 shit like that. And yeah, it cuts. So apparently there are no plans at the minute for a sequel. I think I'd rather see the sequel. That's until they back up the fucking money truck to Zack Snyder's house and go. There you go, make a sequel. And he's like, oh, all right then. There's well, no Vegas left. It's not. I feel like, but that's the part, thing. Like, part of the film was it was in Vegas, and we did like Liam said, we didn't really see enough of Vegas, or it didn't play off the, enough of being in Vegas. Now there's no Vegas. But the thing is, yeah. that, well, at least with the title of the film, it's just Army of the Dead. Yeah. There's no mention of Vegas in there. Yeah. You can get away with the next one not being in Vegas, I guess. Yeah. It's just, but it's Army of the Dead in. Mexico, you know. You say that, however, there might not be able to be a sequel because assuming that all that's all the zombies dead and he's the last one or about to be, he's gonna have everyone off on the plane and the plane's just gonna crash. Well what if he what if he was bitten by the alpha and the alpha somehow had can um delay the effects of his bite so it only happens later on and then he becomes an alpha and it all starts over again. Maybe and radi- the radiation with the alpha blood. Before he got before he got locked in the vault, he did have a little tussle with the alpha. Yeah, he did. And that was a good fact. He fucking broke his fucking wrist or something, didn't he? When yeah. Benjamin Trent fucked that. Yeah, before the German guy cop- copped it. <laughs> his nails. Yeah. 
there's lots of ways they're going to go with this, isn't there? I mean, they've already got plans for spin-offs and shit, so it yeah. could go anywhere now. I, mean, I just think, did I jump back slightly? Did you hear or read about Dead Pixel Gate? No. So I had an I had a note saying Dead Pixel Gate. Do we care? Question mark. The fuck is Dead Pixel Gate? I saw something a couple of days afterwards. I think it was over Facebook about the film and about the filming of it. And and there was lots of dead pixels on shots during the film. And I I read through a bit of, scanned through a bit of it. I looked through some of it. And you can see it. There are when you go back and look at it. But it wasn't, it was nothing you were going to notice really unless you were looking Looking for for that. But if you're watching the film, you're not looking for that, are you really? So, yeah, apparently there was dead pixels on some of the cameras that were used in, in, in filming. I don't know. Maybe it was thematic because it's like army of dead, dead army, army of the dead pixels. Yeah. So then he turns around and says, "Well, yeah, it's about army of the dead. There will <laughs> yeah, be some yeah. dead pixels." I mean, oh, he's got all these questions backed up if he listens to this podcast. <laughs> Definitely. He's got, he's got the new tagline. The tagline should have used. He's got. He's got every, we got plot holes for uh, explanations for every plot hole that he's got. I've just realised as well, uh, we didn't talk about like the second leader of the group. I can't remember what her name was, but it's that woman that knew Dave Batista when they were coming out of Vegas like, at the beginning. I'm here for you. Yeah. Who obviously wanted to bang Dave Batista and then she got killed at one point. I completely forgot about her, so I didn't name all the people. I've completely forgotten who she was. I've forgotten like, who's who to the point that you could have said that she could have been Banana Girl, for all I knew. Yeah, fair. And, and, and I'm just looking at this Dead Pixels thing now, and, I mean, it just makes me feel... It look, makes it look almost like it was filmed on film. Like, if people are really that arsed about it, I'm just like, oh, who gives this shit? I mean, once you notice it, you can you can see it, can't you? But unless you're sat looking for that specific thing, I don't think if you're trying to, if you're trying to watch the film and concentrate, you're not going to notice that. No. No. I mean, I didn't, so. It just popped up on Facebook and I thought, oh, let's go see what this is because I know I've got to talk about it at some point. <laughs> and I was looking, <laughs> looking through it and I was thinking, nah, this isn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, let's see how this has been reviewed. What were your, what were your, um, what's your general thoughts on it, Jamie? It was, it was all right. It was a middle of the road, not the worst zombie film I've ever seen, but not the best. I yeah. feel like I feel like it's pretty yeah, and, fair. And get, given the time that we watched it as well, I think probably gives some context to my experience of it because it was like the Sunday night after a stag do, and I've got a new baby in the house. So we're not <laughs> we're not sitting down and watching The Departed and wanting to concentrate on things. Yeah, we are. Action, comedy, or just your basic. Do you see? Not only are you dealing with like newborn baby crying and stuff, you've also got the old session depression going on. And <laughs> yes. yes, the only thing that saved it was I watched it early enough in the evening to be able to watch it. Not fall and asleep, then, and then we went bed after it <laughs> fairly soon. <laughs> so put it on a good half four in the afternoon. Then, and yeah, then... <laughs> yeah. That's it. See, that works on two levels because you joke about how long the film is and how early you go to bed after a session. See? Yes. Yeah. True. <laughs> well yeah, done, fairly, fairly middle of the road, isn't it? Zombie film. It's not. 
Yeah, I mean, IMDb gives it 5.9, 60 out on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 5 on Empire. Um, Google reviews gives it 2.9 out of 5 from yeah. 10,000 ratings. So Letterboxd gives pretty. Letterboxd, uh, which has just over 100,000 ratings, has got its 2.7. That's generally what I've been using, I think, recently, which is it's a bit low, that is, I think, but... Yeah, I think it's maybe out of five. Out of five, five, you can give it half. What would you give it, Jamie? I've listened to these as well, and like you, you kind of, you kind of go in at three, and then you talk yourselves down. Uh... (laughs) The thing is, so a completely fine, like an average film, should be two and a half. I, I'm of the opinion that's you know halfway between. That is where we disagree, though. Even though that is literally half. Yeah, I always, I always skew to three. Yeah, I always skew to three. Three is sort of an average film for me. Um, yeah, I think if I, if I say something's two and a half, I think it's just there's just something there that doesn't work for me completely to make it a, a workable film. And then after that, it's kind of a sliding scale. I think it works better for me on the upper end of the scale than it does the bottom end. But uh, so yeah, I think I'd probably go in at three on this. I think as a Next Netflix film goes. I've seen some of them old Netflix films that my missus might put on that you've never heard of, and you could tell. Do you know what I mean? So you you'd be you'd be low on the scale on them. But this was it was well made. It was a, a fairly average zombie film. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't the best. Do you think if this didn't get picked up by Netflix, and bear in mind it had a budget of seventy to ninety million. Yeah. So not small, but if this was this wasn't a Netflix movie and this was you know given the full treatment, would this have would we have got more of the Las Vegas stuff? Would we have got bigger scope than just a few corridors and hard to say? Up? I think really, yeah, that's an odd one because it feels like more with Netflix you're going to get more like what Zack Snyder actually wants, hmm. like his vision as such. But that's true. Netflix is going to go to him and say, you do what you want. But then do you think maybe if it's going to be a commercial studio, a more commercial studio like Warner or, or whoever, are they going to be like, well, if you're putting it in Vegas, we need to see more Vegas. Yeah. Then just because basically the, the biggest Vegas bit was like we say that, that montage at the beginning. Yeah. That and the casino which was just which a casino. Could have been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah and for what it's worth, I also give it three. Um, like I say, pretty. A bang average film. It's not the, the worst film I've seen. It's not the best film I've seen. It's an interesting point you've raised about about Netflix films in general because I can tell that Netflix films are getting bigger budgets, right? Because this yeah. looked this looked quite expensive. Like you say, it's 60 or 70 million, which is not an insane amount for nowadays. But it did look like a, a pretty big budget film, to be fair. Mm. Um, so they are getting more money spent on them, but are they necessarily getting any better? No, and that's probably the thing. I think what was the last? What was the last one I, I liked? What was it? Extraction was that the one with Chris Hemsworth in? Yeah, that was good. There are exceptions as well because I think yeah, like um, the Irishman I thought was brilliant. It was really long, granted, but I thought that was really good. And I've said before, like Annihilation, I thought was amazing. The year that, that came out, that was probably one of my favorite films of that year. But I feel like we're still generally, you think of a Netflix film, you think of this, or you think of 
like bird box or you think of extraction and stuff like that and and they're all okay they pass yeah. a couple of hours or two and a half or whatever this one was i'm still not entirely sold that necessarily that i don't look at netflix in the same way that i look at some other things like um like a24 which is probably mm-hmm. unfair because they're not really going for the same market but like Blumhouse, for example, obviously they do their horror films. Not all of them are good, but some of them I find just work a lot better. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily think it would have been that much better if it was made by anyone else. I don't, I... No, the thing with, with Zack Snyder films is generally it's a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. I think like it's, it's, just... his, it's his vision to an extent, which, you know, power to him, you know, He's good. He's a good, good filmmaker, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a. Interestingly, this was the first film that he's actually done the cinematography on. Yeah, I saw that because all the praise we were giving him loads of praise on the Batman vs Superman, like Watchmen in the past. He must just have a fucking solid team behind him because. <laughs> See, so I saw this, and it kind of raised the question for me of like, how much is cinematography and how much is director? direction? Because. Yeah. Generally, I think all of Zack Snyder's films have looked very similar going into this. Now, maybe he's just always used the same cinematographer. I haven't looked this up. But this one also looks quite the same, but it's just not quite as shiny, not quite as out there with some of its visuals. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. What was your score, by the way, Liam? We didn't... Uh, The same. I I think I was, like I said at the start, I was well up for this and it maybe it's my own fault. This wasn't what I wanted or wasn't what I expected it to be. It it could have had all like the glitz and glamour of the Vegas. And I didn't, didn't get any of that really, but the bits I liked, I thought was, this was pretty good. There wasn't enough of that. Like I say, it wasn't a bad film by any means, but it's just a bang average film basically. So yeah, I'm going shockingly, I think, one of our reviews ends in a three. Yeah. We're still not broken into fours yet, have we? No. What's oh, next? Well. We've got... Um, Quiet Place Part 2. Quiet Place Part 2 coming up next. So who we'll knows? To, we'll have to wait and see on that one, I guess. <laughs> I know. Uh, so any final thoughts on Army of the Dead? I don't care. I, if, if When the prequels come out, I'll probably watch them, but I won't rush to watch them like I would. Yeah, like I was, fair. I'm not excited for them. Like I was excited for this one. You, you feel like you've been burned a little bit. A little bit, yeah. My issue is, we probably, me and my wife, probably watch most things together, and I kind of talked her into watching this. But after she watched the trailer, because we like similar type of thing, she was like, "Yeah, we'll watch it." She likes Walking Dead mainly, yeah. but I, I don't know if I could talk her into watching anything else that spins off this. Uh, but I might watch it at some point. Lie to her. <laughs> this thing that's called Army of the Dead, the prequel, nothing to do with that film. We watched, <laughs> it's a brand new thing that's amazing. <laughs> the Army of the Dead. I think my final thought is it's probably not even Zack Snyder's best of the dead film. <laughs> probably not. So, so, yeah. I, I, I feel like I wanted it to be more than it was. Yeah, yeah. same. I don't think I did. I think but I'm getting that off both of you guys. And I kind of, I knew exactly what this was going to be going into it, I think. And it turned out it was exactly 
what I thought it was going to be, really. I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I just know now that I wanted it to be more than it was, but I'm not sure what that is. I didn't even feel like I got that much army. I've got a lot of Of the Dead. Is the army Dave Bautista's army or is the army the zombies? Is it an army of the dead? Well, it's more of a, if it's Dave Bautista, it's more like a party of the dead. Well, we no, he's just, know. he's just him, one man army. Like, we don't oh, even know okay. if they Built are like dead. a fucking shipwreck oh. house. They yeah. might not be dead. They might just be aliens. <laughs> shipwreck house. <laughs> Classic Liamism there. <laughs> Right, they, um, I mean, they might just be aliens. <laughs> we okay they to might. wrap up? I don't yeah. know. James got me on one now. What yeah. if they are just alien? Aliens. God, we shouldn't have <laughs> encouraged Liam to drink. I forgot what podcast <laughs> you know, get like. I'll be leaving when, again in a minute. We'll bring it back full circle, and when Canterbury send us a full crate, we can share. We can talk all about the aliens. That's going to be oh, a regular so podcast, that will. For, yeah, imagine, when we imagine. do a regular podcast, let's get Jamie on and just talk aliens. We need to find someone who puts THC in their beer. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, give us a rundown of... And it said rubdown. Give us a, r- a rundown. I mean, I'm not, there, I'm not there, but you can put one in the bank, certainly. <laughs> Talking Dad UK, where can we find you? How can we listen to you? Yeah. Um, we see your sexy voice. It's getting better, but... We're working on it. Talking Dad UK podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, at Talking Dad UK one on all the social media. Talking Dad UK at gmail.com if you want to become a guest or get in contact, leave some feedback of an episode you've listened to. That'd be great. Ace. Aaron, where do people find us? We are at LTAN pod on Twitter. Uh, we've also got a Gmail account for Let's Talk About Nothing Pod at gmail.com. And we are on YouTube, albeit that's not been updated in a while. Frequently. <laughs> well, I'm off next week. I might try and find some time to do all some of, stuff. All of a sudden. I'll do, I'll, do, I'll do, I can very quickly pull together my <laughs> De Niro. That's all we're getting. But we'll all of a get sudden, it. somebody's not on furlough. The YouTube videos have dried up. I'm <laughs> But yeah, you can find us on YouTube, which is uh, Let's Talk About Nothing. You just search for us and you'll find our channel on there. And then, as we say at the end of every episode... I've changed my mind on this. Like, well, like, subscribe oh, and leave a review. Like, subscribe and leave a review. I feel like we should... if when, when we have a guest, we should make the guest come up with the sign-off. So, nice one. first of all, thank put, you. Put him on the spot. Yeah, thanks, thanks for joining us, Jamie. But like we say at the end of every episode... Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed it. That'll do.